Welcome to the College Football Bros, the podcast with more answers than Jeeves. And now, here are your hosts, Michael, Ryan, and Trey Newman. Welcome to the College Football Bros podcast. I am Michael Newman, and I'm joined by the brother with a nasty Coke habit. Oh, yeah, that's me, Ryan. And oh, just just first name this oh, yeah, episode. Sorry. All right, Ryan Newman. Excuse me. Yeah, <laughs> just, just changing it up yeah, after you know, Coke, like 150 Coke episodes. Yeah, true. I don't know why I did that. Just a random <laughs> brain fart, I guess. All how right, I'm co- also how joined. much Coke are you you drinking these days, Ryan? Just meals, meals. So like one a day, two a day, two. Nice. That's not that's not bad. You can live with that. I yeah, I don't um, do it during in betweens. So. Well, this is a weird intro, but uh, I'm yeah. also joined by the other brother who enjoys Dr. Pepper. I do love a good Dr. Pepper. That would be me, <laughs> you Trey were, Newman. You, you good were work. going there. Yeah, good I work. hesitate. <laughs> All right. So this is an Ask the Bros mailbag episode. So thanks to everyone who submitted questions. Uh, before we get into it, though, just a reminder, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at CFB Bros. Subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Bros. We have seven episodes on the feed there that are are not time sensitive, and we just posted a video episode for patrons a couple weeks ago, and it is two hours of the three of us doing Sporkle quizzes, so that was a pretty fun one. And uh, we also appreciate, in addition to your support there, uh, five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts. So, got a new one this week, Ryan? Yeah, we sure do. Uh, It was from uh, NCND. Uh, 82, and he's titled it Great. Uh, and then it says, Very detailed and inform- informative podcast made for hardcore fans like myself. Keep up the great work. I like it. All right. Thank you. Uh, okay. Let's uh, get into the first mailbag question, Trey. Yeah. We've got one from T Real Sugar Shane. And they ask If the bros had to pick a quarterback for one game, one drive, one play, who would it be? Um, I feel like Trey always reads the questions from Sugar Shane, by the way. <laughs> I feel like he's always the one that says that. Anyways, uh, answer the question here, Ryan. Um, one game, I'm going to go with Trevor Lawrence. Uh, by the way, we're just, I'm assuming we're talking active college players. Okay. We, I assumed it was all time. What about, oh, really? about you, Trey? I, I went more historical, tried to all keep right, it within recent times. That's fine. But, we mix it up. That's fine. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I did. I took kids that are currently in school. Okay. Trevor Lawrence uh, for one game because we've seen it on the biggest stage, him perform. Yeah. Uh, one drive, got to go the next best guy, Justin Fields. Um, it was hard to argue against that one. And then one play, though, I thought that one was a little interesting. I'm going to say Sam Ellinger just because he can kind of come up with some magic sometimes. He's kind of got that, uh, I don't know, scrambling and just somehow yeah. make a play out of nothing type of uh, ability. So those are my three dudes. Okay. All right. Well, I went all time, but like Trey, I think mine are mostly recent. I guess just because you know we pass more recently, so it feels like all the all the best, at least statistical seasons are have happened lately. Uh, so one game, I'm going. I'm just going with the best quarterback, maybe the best. You know, if you're not incorporating the the fact that they didn't go win the championship, maybe the best season I've seen is Kyler Murray. Just efficiency wise through the air, he was really only barely behind Joe Burrow's season last year. And then 
you add on to the fact that he can, you know, he's a threat to run for 50 yards on, on any given play. So Kyler Murray for one game, one drive, I'm taking Cam Newton just because he seems like he can kind of just put the team on his back. And I saw that Auburn was 7-0 and in one score games with, with him at quarterback. So seemed to, to not shy away from the pressure at the end of the game. And then one play like you, Ryan, I want a guy who can improvise, just kind of make something happen because it's do or die. So I went Johnny football, Johnny Menzel. Mm, yeah. All right. All right. I, uh, I tried to keep it within the last kind of decade or so, uh, as well. So maybe a little bit longer here, stretching with for one game. I actually copied to one of your guys, Michael, Cam Newton. Um, you know, he can, he can have a couple drives in a game that are just that he, like you said, he, he puts the team on his back and that might be more than enough. Uh, that mm-hmm. they would that you would need uh, for one drive. I'm gonna go with Deshaun Watson. Uh, Deshaun mm. Watson. He was great because I I was comfortable watching him both throwing and running. He can beat you either way. Like he wasn't totally one dimensional. He couldn't only just run or only pass. So clutch drive. He did it against Alabama in the national title. He led that final drive. Yeah. And then one play. I went with Vince Young. Uh, I just, okay. he just, he did it also in the national championship against yeah, fourth down like, against USC. Yeah, I mean, there was a couple clutch plays that he had in those last few drives that, uh, that made me think just in one particular play, VY would do it. Man, poor Joe Burrow just has the, yeah, <laughs> arguably sorry, the greatest sorry, season Joe. of all time. Yeah. None of us choose it. Hey, it was too recent, I guess. <laughs> I, uh, I only chose guys that are still playing. So I had an yeah. excuse. True. Um, all right, let's move on to the next one here from Campfires with Krizna. Um, under the radar non-conference games this season. I like this question because it makes you excited looking at what yeah. games are coming. Yeah, I agree. There's there's a lot of good non-conference games. I don't know how it compares to a normal season, but it seems like a lot. Yeah, it does. I'm taking under the radar App State at Wisconsin in week three. Whoa. Big game for both teams. So for for Wisconsin, obviously, it's just, you can't really afford to lose there if you're, you know, looking to be a, a potential playoff dark horse. And then for App State, if they want to make a New Year Six Bowl, which I, I assume they do want to, uh, you might, it, I don't want to say must win, but it, it could end up being a must win because even if they go like 12 and one, yeah, whoever comes out of the AAC, whether it's UCF, Memphis, Cincinnati, they're going to have a much better strength of schedule. Yeah, yeah so it's going to be. You know, they might they not almost get need in. to go undefeated to make and even it these like days. A, almost even yeah. like a Boise. Yeah. Yeah. App State is kind mm-hmm. of behind the eight ball in their conference. They pretty much have to go unbeaten. Yeah, that's yeah. It's true. Um, I've got a few, but I'm going to I'm going to see what Ryan says. I'm going to start out with. North Carolina plays at UCF. We've we've all we've talked a lot in the offseason about North Carolina. They're getting going to get a lot of hype here. Um, I'm aware, but if they want to kind of get off on the right foot and if they want to kind of have the season that they might want to have, that they're projected to have, they should, they should beat UCF, but UCF on the other side, Michael, kind of like what you were saying for New Year's six playability, this is a huge game for them. If they want to go to the New Year's six, or if they want to be taken a little bit more serious throughout the year, if they can defend their home, home turf and beat a good North Carolina team, this would be a, a great, great game for that. Yeah. UNC's got some some tough games early in the non-conference because they yeah. play Auburn too as well, right? So they, we're going to yeah. learn a lot about them pretty quickly. Yep. 
Um, all right, those are good. Uh, I have two. One is not so much under the radar, but it's like I don't feel like many people are talking about it. But I'll go with the other one first here. Um, TCU and Cal. TCU plays at Cal. The cheese it like, bowl. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I just feel like both these teams kind of. I don't know. They have the potential to be a surprise team this year. Um, yeah. TCU obviously needs that bounce back year after a couple of subpar years here for Gary Patterson. It's kind of a, I don't know. I feel like it's almost do or die year for for Gary. It's like if he doesn't, if he has another five and seven type year, he's going to feel actual pressure, like to you know maybe step away or something. Um, mm-hmm. Then you look over at Cal. I mean, they've they've had a couple of decent seasons uh, under Wilcox. They've progressively maybe gotten a couple a little bit better, but they you know they haven't punched through by any means yet. So. Maybe this is the year Garber's coming back for his third year, so and defense should still be pretty good. But I mean, they they need to break through to have that. And these this game, I just feel like it's a huge one for both teams. It could kind of propel them a little bit. So I'm interested to see which which team comes out on this one. Yeah, good one. Any other ones you guys had? Um, I thought about. Uh, oh no, I was going to say no. Wisconsin plays Notre Dame. That's that's obviously not under the radar. Um, yeah. I I got two if you were thinking about okay, some. Okay, sure, I, go for it. Uh, I don't, this one isn't really under the radar, but I haven't heard people talking about it. It's Michigan at Washington. That's the one I was going to say. No yeah. one, I mean, that's a pretty dang good that's, game and yeah. it doesn't really come up, at least from yeah. what I've I've read so far. Oregon at Ohio State, or I mean, opposite. Well, Ohio State, one. Oregon is the one that's getting. Yeah, that gets all the more. hype. It's kind of funny. It's just, they're both doing the kind of yeah, same thing. Big time Pac-12. <laughs> And then the other one is not necessarily on a national scale, but um, as far as getting off on the right foot, Ole Miss and Baylor, you got two new head coaches, Lane Kiffin. That's on a neutral field, too. It's a good one. Uh, that would be fun one. to watch. Yeah, that cool. was Michigan UW was the one I was thinking. It's like, you, I mean, UW can go ahead and win the Pac-12, man. There's no you know, yeah. reason why they can't. They're just, they easily could. I think they're kind of underrated so far going into this year. But And Michigan, you never know. I mean, their defense is still going to be really really good they always have top 10 defenses uh, it's just a matter of year two under gaddis can they make the jump cool okay next question comes from chad s underscore 529 what was the worst hire of the coaching carousel and he said in my opinion steve adazio at colorado state that's harsh that is harsh uh, ryan's high you're higher on adazio i think than I mean, he did a decent job at BC and going to a lower level. I don't exactly think it's a terrible, terrible okay, hire. Well, I'll be interested to hear hear your guys. What, what's yours, Trey? I think we should all agree on this. It, Carl Durrell at Colorado. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, I just, yeah. I am, he's, yeah, listen, he can totally prove me wrong, but he's, we talked about this before. He's just so far removed from the college game and being a head coach uh, he was average at UCLA just over a decade ago. He just doesn't really move the needle for me. Uh, and he's just, oh, he hasn't been in the limelight at all in the last decade. It's just, it wasn't like yeah. he was a coordinator or a head coach in the NFL for a little while. No, it was just been a position because yeah, nobody even knew him. Like he wasn't maybe, even mentioned yeah. by anybody. Like you watch all the NFL and you never hear Carl Durrell. No, I hadn't heard his name in forever. Yeah. I think, I think you guys might be right. That might be the worst. Um, I, if I'm, Grading on a curve, I'll give them a little bit of a break because they were put in such a horrible position. Like, who could totally they really agree. have gotten at yeah, that I agree point? With that. So, if I'm not, if I'm throwing away that, but which I think I agree with you guys. I also didn't like Adazio. I, I think that's just kind of, I don't know. He he 
We're talking was, Colorado State here, guys. We're not talking like I know, but I'd rather get an up and comer than someone who kind of I don't want to say failed, but was meh. Kind of like a Jim McElwain. I that's a good point, but at least Jim McElwain would, yeah, good. did a really, really good job at Colorado State before, you know. So for Central Michigan. Yeah, like Steve Adazio did a pretty good job at Temple. He didn't really do I mean he had one good year, <laughs> then he had one bad year. But yeah, anyway, fair enough. We're, but, we're in the weeds here. But I, uh, I hear yeah. your point, right? I you could argue Adazio's a fine hire. I but, mean it's uh, just just for Colorado State. I mean if if you're grading it like if it was if he was hired by Utah or whatever, UCLA, then I'd say, yeah, that's a pretty crappy hire. But Colorado right. State, yeah. Okay, well, what about our boy Sam Pittman? How, how, where does he factor I'm going to stay this? away because I don't want – I'm scared of I'm scared <laughs> of the Hogs. Fans? Oh, wow, yeah, Ryan. I'm I'm, he was, he was near Rattled. the bottom for he me. He was in the running. He was in the yeah. running, no doubt. Just because he doesn't have the resume that would get you excited, you know, for a, a big-time yep. job in the SEC – like again, if if it, if Pittman, even if he was hired by let's say Colorado State, like if they announced that hire, I don't think everyone around the country would be like, "Holy crap, that's a home run!" It would be like, "Yeah, okay, we'll we'll see how that goes." Um, yeah. but you know, again, like they've surrounded Pittman. We'll say it again; they've surrounded him with a really good staff. And the name I always have to bring up here, Herm Edwards. We would all had him dead last a few years ago. So, yeah, it's not to say Pittman is is sure to fail. That's definitely not the case. Uh, the uh, other guy I was thinking of was uh, Marcus Arroyo at, at UNLV. I mean, I know it's UNLV, but like, dude, Arroyo has really, he has a very soft resume. I mean, he, Oregon yeah. fans wanted him gone. There's no doubt. And they, it's not much of a stretch to say that he may have underachieved the past couple of years as the offensive coordinator there. I would um, say so. And then he was offensive coordinator at San Jose State when, and it wasn't good. They were like 100 plus each year. And then same thing at Wyoming. I mean, they just, I don't know. It was... Uh, puzzling yeah that you could a say a similar similar thing of uh ricky ronnie at old dominion penn state fans weren't thrilled with him as an offensive coordinator so you know it's old dominion yeah. but but still yeah fair enough unlv man it brings i thought that the bishop gorman coach man i thought he was gonna, he was gonna do well there yeah me too it's a tough job all right i'm gonna go to the next question here, we've got one from J-Rod Wrestling Sports Guru. How many years do you think it will take the Longhorns to make the playoff? It's a good question. Um, so, there, I'm going to ask you guys a question. So, there's there's six more playoffs that are, that are locked into this four-team format because um, after, I think it's 2025, um, that, that regular season, they're um, going to the, the contract is up or whatever. So I think they're going to go to eight after that. But so if I put it at six and a half years, would you take the over or under that, that Texas makes a playoff? So will they make it when it's in the four team format? I'll go. I'll say they do make it. Whatever the under is that what are you going to call yeah, it? I guess under under. Yeah. Okay. Ooh, what about it, you, Trey? It's really tough. I mean, the, was the last time they won the, the, the big 12 championship. Was it yeah, back in a in, while? Was it when they beat Nebraska? Was it 09? Yeah. 09? I was it 09? I, I honestly am I don't asking. Know. I can't remember. Uh, they won it in like, I feel like they might have won it after that. But anyways, maybe. what I'm saying is yeah, how. Yeah. Oh, well, they went to the, to the. Um, they went to the national title in with. Um, oh, no, that was the year. That was 09. That was the year. Yeah. I don't know. But I'm, that might have been the last been time. a while. And that, so it's just six more yeah. years. All they, all they essentially have to do is win the big 12 and. 
very, that's very the, good chance that's they make the, it. Like they were, they were the it's odds would be asking, against are they them. The, big 12. the odds would be against them, but I do think they could win the Big Twelve. So I'll say under also. Yeah, and I agree. I'm I'm going under just so in Tom Herman's first year on the job, Texas was 13th in the country in in 24/7 sports team talent rankings. So the talent had dropped off a little bit from from what they were used to, but now going into 2020, it's looking like it's trending towards they're going to be pushing the top five in talent. So you give me a team with top five talent, give me six years. I think there's a better than 50% chance they make a playoff. It is. And whether nine, that's oh nine, Yeah. Wow. Okay. So whether that's Tom Herman, you know, if, if he's can do it in the next couple of years or whoever the next guy is, there's, they're going to have the talent. Yep. No doubt. Okay. Do you have anything to add, Ryan? I I've got a little, I, I just feel like they can start, they can do it this year from now on, any point after this year. It's just, you know, as long as they stay healthy, they have a really legit chance. I, and this this class right now, or that's coming in, they have two like extremely highly touted top 100 quarterbacks. So mm-hmm. they're going to be just fine after Ellinger leaves that in that position. So yeah, to me, I just to, think it's going to work out eventually. To me, the way I kind of looked at this question is, if I had to say the earliest they would get there, like I personally... Don't think they could. Yeah, I mean, old takes exposed. Like, I personally don't think they can do it this year. Like, they could win the Big Twelve. I don't know if they can actually get to the playoff. You know, uh, but in the next season, they'd, they'd have a new quarterback. So, to me, honestly, it would be three years where mm-hmm. then I think they could do it. They'd have a returning quarterback, all that talent that they've developed and acquired. In my opinion, I think the but, returning QB thing when you're that talented may not always be that big could. of a deal. It could, you know, you see two so maybe so fine. Trevor maybe Lawrence next year. do it. Justin Fields, I don't know. Just when you got that talent that Texas might have, then I don't know. They're just the reason. The reason to go over to think it might be longer is is you know you've got Clemson, Alabama, Ohio State, even Georgia, Oklahoma. Like those teams are going to take up a lot of the playoff spots over the next yeah. five yeah. or six years. So can they get over Can they, I don't know. It's, I only look at this question is, can they win the big 12? That's really all it is. I mean, it's a, not often the big 12 champ gets left out of the playoff, but. Mm-hmm. And they've, they can, they're competing with OU, uh, you know, even when it seems like OU's just been, they've been neck and neck in some of these games. True. Okay. So, all right. Anyways, moving on to the next one here. We got uh, Joel Daddy Flocka. Um, who was everybody's surprise team for 2020? And then he goes on to say, like Ryan loving Baylor last year. He didn't all say right, that well, in the question, Ryan. You added that. <laughs> no, he said it. He said it. <laughs> no, he did. I mean, to most of the the true diehard football fans, they might not be surprised, but I'm going to say Louisville. I, oh, that's what I said. That's what I'm saying too. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So I stole your thunder. I didn't mean to. They just, they gelled so much in the second half of, of the past year under Satterfield. They went five and three in the ACC. They have that electric quarterback in Cunningham. Uh, they got JVN Hawkins at running back, Tutu Atwell receiving. Like they've got some skill guys that, that can really move the needle. They just need a little bit of more production on defense. And if they get that, they could compete for that second spot in the ACC this year. Yeah, it's going to be one of the best offenses in college football. If if people, Mikel Cunningham, obviously we know who he is and probably most of the people listening do, but the casual fan I think is not yet no. aware of who he is. But last year, if he had enough passes to qualify, he would have been third in the nation in pass efficiency rating behind only 
Tua and Joe Burrow and first in the nation in yards per attempt. So he was incredible uh, last year. So yeah, that's why I went with Louisville too. Yeah, I have I have two that I was kind of leaning with here. I'm going to go with um, I'm going to go with West Virginia. Uh, okay, they have. You know, they were starting to turn a corner towards the end of last year. They won two out of their final three games, and that was when they made the switch to uh, uh, Jarrett Daigie instead of Kendall, Austin Kendall. So, the defense was starting to pick it up as well, and they just have a ton of returning starters. I think it's 17 right now, um, and one of them is Darius Stills, who was uh, decided to come back and not go to the NFL on that D-line. So, they have a lot of returning production. They weren't that far behind uh, in that Big 12. And uh, Neil Brown was dealt with difficult, you know, first year. He had so much people leave and everything like that. So I think the culture's second year, they could make a jump. I like West Virginia too. I think I'm, it's early, but I think I'm going to go yeah, over I look on more, their win but, total. You know, but Michael, uh, Michael, we know Michael loved the Neil Brown hire. And Ryan, yeah. you know, you just, you're sticking to your bread and butter, the Big 12. So. I know, yeah. It was either I was them. It was them, or uh, I'm thinking you dub, just because there are not many people even have them in their top 25 coming into uh, this year. And I, yeah, I think they're going to be a top 25 team. So I agree. I'm, I'm going to have you dub my top 25 too. I didn't go with them because mm-hmm. I thought it was not quite enough in the spirit of of the question. They've they've been. Yeah, I considered anybody outside the top 25 for this, but yeah, I also uh, I also considered Pitt. Because I think they're going to have a really good defense, but I just couldn't get couldn't get behind um, Pickett, Kenny Pickett, and then I also really like Purdue, so I'll make a, a quick case for Purdue. It's mostly just a bet on Jeff Brom, but you know his first two years were undeniably very good, given what he inherited last year. We've talked about it many times. Tons tons of injuries, both sides of the ball, and so they've got a lot of players coming back. Um, they avoid Penn State and Ohio State from the east. So even though it's still a tough schedule, it's not as bad as it, it could have been. So I like them to go certainly over there. I think they're five and a half win total. I think they'll oh, it think is? they'll make a bowl. Yeah, yeah I like if it's five and a half. I like yeah, I like them to get to six. Mm-hmm. Good First game is a big team. one. They play at Nebraska. Oh, yeah, both, I, uh, yeah, both yeah, those right. teams. I mean, it's that'll be a, should be a good game. Mm-hmm. Their second game's a big one too. I think they host Memphis. So they've got a tough start. Ooh. We wow. If they split that, that would be okay. But they've got a chance yeah. in both for sure. Mm-hmm. All, All right. right. No, no, no. Wait. Is it time? It's time for an advertisement before we oh, get to course. the next question. So a uh, quick word from myfrontpagestory.com. If you're still looking for a Father's Day gift, which is coming up, so would advise you to to figure that out and we have myfrontpagestory.com so uh here's how it works you talk to a professional writer about your dad for for 10 minutes and they write uh, a really awesome story about him they include quotes from you and they they can put the story on the on what looks like the the front of a newspaper so you can frame it put a put it up on the wall and it's just uh it's a thoughtful gift it's not like like ryan said last week it's not like getting getting a tie or socks, you know, your dad has, has enough of those. So uh, highly encourage everyone to go to myfrontpagestory.com, type in the promo code bros20 for 20% off. So that's myfrontpagestory.com, promo code bros20. So there you go. Very cool. I like right, it. Now we can, we can move on to the next question. Okay, from Lee 
Kuzmish. I think I don't know how to pronounce that. I'll go with that. I give Trey the tough ones to pronounce. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. (laughs) How long could Cincinnati expect to keep Luke Fickle and any chance he stays long term? Uh, I I think he has at most two years left there. Um, I mean, he's got he's got a good quarterback in place, uh, Desmond Ritter for the next couple of years. And there's no reason. I mean, he's not amazing, but he's good. He's good. Don't shrug, Mike. He's fine. Good. Oh, well. Shrugging Desmond Ritter. The listeners can't see me shrug, Ryan. Just let me shrug in silence. You're shrugging. (laughs) Um, Anyways, but he's he's going to have a great defense coming back this year. Uh, They're going to be good, no doubt, for sure. It'd be surprising. And they are bringing in a lot of talent, best talent in the the G5. So I I just don't see how they won't be successful, which means I don't see how he won't have a lot of suitors coming after him. Um, And, you know, I could see him turning down some you know, lower level-ish power five jobs and just kind of trying to wait until he gets a, a, a bigger type job. Um, I mean, he already so turned I, down. I don't Michigan know if he was State. a fish. Yeah, Michigan State. Yeah, true. Seems like true, he could have had that if he wanted it. True. So, exactly. He's being selective. So, I could see him waiting like more than one year until, because who knows, maybe that right gig won't come up after this year either. So, but I think, I don't think he's a lifer. I think, uh, you know, I think he's going to jump at some other opportunity that'll come up. Yeah. I mean, he could leave in any given year. It's it's hard to predict, but yeah. I think there's the chance that he could be uh, a Brian Harson type that that sticks around there for a while because he's in his home state. So that's, yeah. you know, he he's kind of where he wants to be geographically. And like you said, he's going to be so patient, it looks like, to get mm-hmm. just the right job. And he's really excited about, like, he's, read his quotes, he's really excited about this recruiting class he's bringing in. So he can build something pretty special for the next few years. So you know, I, there's, there's a chance. I, I don't think there's, it's definitely, it's far from a non-zero chance that he's there for the next, you know, five years. Yeah. I, I mean, after this past off season, if I was a Bearcats fan, I'm more optimistic that he will stay at least for a little longer, just because what we talked about, he, he turned down apparently Michigan state. Uh, so he will be selective and, and it's like, but you know, Cincinnati, they are expected to have a big season, but they could flop like, you know, what if they just went like eight and four and he's not, a, you know, he's not as uh, wanted well, as he trail. was this potential offseason. Yeah. Like, I mean, he's still a commodity, but it could go down a couple notches if they, they really underperform this, this upcoming season. So there, there's a chance he'll be around. Okay. Uh, all right. Moving on here to our next question from Zach Carroll. Did the bros play football growing up? If so, who were your player comps? None of us played football, which is, I guess, odd, but... I think it was like more of a parents thing. I mean, I don't know. Once I don't feel like when we were growing up until... like in, We were in Seattle until we were, what, about but right before high school? We never really... I don't know. It was never really presented, I guess, to yeah, us. Yeah, I mean, they definitely... I, we never asked them to play football, though. They would have let yeah, us play if we, if we asked. We didn't None of my friends played really played... Yeah, when we were that's a, really young, so I, yeah, I had a couple, but not many. Yeah, a couple friends, not yeah, not many friends. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, real. real <laughs> oh, you funny. mean friends that played football? Oh, gotcha, gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, but anyway, so if we had played though, here's what positions I think I think we would have played. So Ryan, well, I'll let you. What Ryan? What position would would you have been? I mean, you know, probably more like a running back. Right. Uh, That's why I had. 
running back. Yeah, you're, you know, low center of gravity, quick feet, kind of, and I don't know. Yep, shifty. You could probably run either. run routes out of the backfield. So, yeah. Darren Sproles. Yeah, running Whoa. back for Ryan. Trey, what do you think? What would you be? Well, so one of my basketball coaches, he was also a football coach and wanted me to come out and play receiver. So, Oh, really? I don't know where where he came up with that. I don't know if I would actually peg myself as a receiver, but you know, now I think about it, I might be like a, a Hunter Renfro. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I had you as a quarterback, actually. I just oh, I, thank you. Like the the touch, you know, as a, as a shooter in basketball. I don't know that's, if that correlates, but that's couldn't that's hurt. The reason I went there. And yeah. then for me, what would you guys say my position would be? Water boy. Yeah. Oh yeah, water boy, punter, uh, punter. No. Oh, there you <laughs> Actually, go. Actually, that'd be pretty sweet. Actually, I would love to yeah. be a punter. That's what I'd want to play. It's a great gig. Less pressure <laughs> than a kicker. Yeah, uh, but I said tight end for me because I would have had to bulk up. But if I if I got into football young or in high school or yeah. something, I have a frame. I could put on weight. I could put on mass. So that's true. You could easily gone over two hundred if you. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, tried. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. You could have been a high school weight tight end for sure. Yeah, for sure. And yeah. I wasn't, I probably wa- wasn't fast enough to be a receiver, although maybe, but I don't uh, know. But you, that, that height would help you out. Throw a few jump balls to you. There yeah. we go. All right. Next question. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess we figured that Do one you guys, out. I don't really regret not. I mean, maybe I think about it. I've thought about it a little bit in the past. Like, oh, well, should I have played football? What would happen? Yeah. I, I don't know. regret I it. I was good with basketball, I guess. So, mm-hmm. you know, I don't really. All right, next question comes from Barry101. Would Brock Purdy be in the Heisman conversation if he played at a better school? So, first of all, the bros as a podcast are about as high on Purdy as as most people out there. So, we, yeah. don't, we don't slight him. I mean, if, if he's in our Heisman convo, um, and especially because we also love Coach Campbell. Uh, so, we're going to campaign for him this year. We'll, we'll help get his name out if, he, uh, if he's worthy. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, he's, I mean, put him on Oklahoma or Ohio State or Bama, and he's easily a Heisman contender. So, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, he's, there's no doubt. He's, I think he's, he would be a top five, you know, borderline top five quarterback in the country. He's, he's right there. So he's got the argument for sure. Yeah. If, cause look at right now, Jamie Newman goes to Georgia. He's, you know, one of the favorites to, to win the Heisman, at least by the betting odds. Yeah. And, and Purdy's better than him. Exactly. I think he is too. So I, I think there's no question. The answer is yes to this question. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. The next one is from Spence Griff asking favorite FCS school. So I have a feeling Trey and I are going to have the same answer here because <laughs> we both went to the University of San Diego. So go Toreros. Oh, Trey's wearing. He's oh, showing he's wearing on it. the camera. Yeah, he's wearing a USD shirt right now. I should have worn mine. I'm wearing. Me too, Mike. Yeah, College football cool. bro shirt. Oh, wow. you too, Ryan. Nice. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Forest Green. You got an old one there. No, this is Indigo. This is a new one. Oh, it looks kind of greenish from here. Nope. Uh, <laughs> get your eyes checked. <laughs> I don't know. What <laughs> you're going to like, move. <laughs> yeah, right. You're going to move. move and show it again, but. Uh, it's just not okay. great for the listeners, me getting up out of my chair. Yeah. All right. Uh, anywho. Uh, yeah, USD. My bedroom window actually there overlooked the the practice field, so I got to see some practices. Oh, nice! I didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I don't have a. Uh, I didn't go to a school that was in the FCS, so 
I just went with Montana just because I like I love watching it in the, when they have game, home games in the snow. I mean, it's just that's just so cool. It's like you know, I, I like the great outdoors. Love Montana. You've been to Montana? Montana? Is I've been to Montana in the corner, West Yellowstone. That counts. But it counts. It was I wasn't there. But yeah, I'm, I of course I'm gonna say USD as well. But the reason that I just had to get, you know, I got to get that logo out there. Um, but for those that don't know, they're more of a mid-major in the FCS. Jim Harbaugh got them humming, actually, when I went to school there, um, with guy like quarterback Josh Johnson, who still bounces around the NFL. Um, they've shared the conference championship in like 11 or 12 years of the past 15 or something. Like, it's just an amazing run. And they actually beat Cal Poly in the FCS playoffs a few years back, and they were one of the first non-scholarship schools to win a playoff game. Yeah, that's what's crazy is they don't have scholarships and they're still this good. I mean, yeah. it's, that's nuts. All that's right. my Torero love for, Go the, for the episode. You want to talk Torero basketball, Trey? No, no, they, they uh, don't deserve it right now. You sure you don't want to reminisce I, about... I, I uh, could. Reminisce about the... Gino Palmer days? The 413 yeah, okay. to John Jackson. Didn't USD so my, beat UConn? So my senior year, 2008, they were they were in the same conference as Gonzaga. They they had a great run through the conference tournament. I got to go to all the games. It was in San Diego. They beat Gonzaga to go. Big upset. They go to the NCAA tournament. They're a 13 seed. Have to play number four, UConn. They got guys like Ashim Thabit, AJ Price. They end up hitting a buzzer beater in overtime to beat UConn the first round. Like that's like their national championship, just ridiculous. Is that Brandon Johnson did he hit the game winner? Brandon, Deshaun he Jackson did. Deshaun oh, Jackson, but Brandon right. Johnson was on that team. They had some, had some good players. Didn't so. Brandon Johnson fell out or something? Like I thought he he fell, fell out. out. Yeah, the game went to overtime. So, but yeah, yeah. he did. Was that the game? I mean, did AJ Price get hurt in that game? He did. He like I think he tore his ACL. Oof. Like. That's, I don't remember what point of the game, but he did. And then they, they played. They still had to beat. Like, they were legit. And then they, they had, had a chance Adrian to go to the Sweet too. 16 because they played Western Kentucky, right? They mm-hmm. did. They played then they kind of, they ran out of gas. Who was uh, who was the Western Kentucky guard? Um, Courtney Lee. Courtney Lee, that's right. Anyway, yeah, they, there's the basketball bros for a couple minutes yeah. there. Love the, love the where did he go type of questions. Yeah. Um, okay, what's next, Ryan? Uh, our cousin Jake asks us, how did you get your intro song? So I found that I was, you know, in the weeks before we, we decided we were doing a podcast, I was looking for intro music, just going to every royalty free site I could find and eventually found one. It's called the, the name of the song is upbeat sports hip hop and it's on audiojungle.com. So when I found that one, I was like, all right, this is it. And people seem to really like it. I enjoy it. Yeah. I enjoy it. It's a good one. That's good for a royalty-free one. Well, yeah. It, that means I pay money, but then I can play it as many times as I want. So oh, I had to pay for it, but it's worth every penny. Uh, next question comes from Hodge 96 He says, what is the capital of Austria? I actually knew this one just because I have a student who has, shares the same name. Um, Vienna. So there you go. Is there her middle name go. Sausage? <laughs> Maybe, Trey. Okay. Maybe. Vienna, Vienna Sausage. Yeah, Could be. Come on. I gotcha. Could All be. Right. Good one. All right. 
perfect little segue here to my uh, question from Travman5298. What's 9 plus 10? 21. Fantasy win totals for Nebraska. Ooh. Yeah. I don't like that. Uh, no, that's an old that's an old vine, though. The answer is 21. Not a lot of people know that. Uh, okay, last set of questions here we have from Rutgers Todd, one of our favorite listeners. I'll say our favorite. You know what? He's our favorite. Sorry, everybody else. Ooh. Wow. No, he's, an, he's for now, he's our favorite, but don't get complacent, <laughs> Todd. Uh, he says, do you think keeping in-state recruits is more beneficial or building a pipeline from, say, Florida, Texas, or California, or is it even? So, Ryan, well, I'll give this one to you. Yeah. Well, obviously, each school is different and depending on where you're at, but I would say it's more beneficial to keep your in-state kids. Um, I mean, if you can't convince the kids in your own backyard to come play for your school, then how are you going to convince somebody that has to take a plane and fly halfway across the country to come and play for you? So keeping, you know, your, your state kids in a, at your school is probably the most important thing. Um, so, I mean, if you, if you don't keep those kids here, you're, you're going to have a tough time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the good answer is, yeah, it depends. Like if you're Nebraska, you're going to have to build some pipelines, but yeah. if you're New Jersey, like, or if you're Rutgers, like, like Todd, if you can put a fence around New Jersey as much as you can, that's going to be good enough for Rutgers. Yep. Yep. All right. Uh, next question from him is, what are your favorite trophy games and what's the weirdest trophy? I'll give that one to you, Trey. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of them out there when I was looking at these because we all know the, the, some of the major ones. But as far as the, the trophies themselves... Cincinnati and Louisville play for the keg of nails to symbolize, you know, you're tough as nails. And what's funny about it, the keg also comes about because the story is that fraternity bros kind of helped create this this trophy. So they got a keg, filled it with nails. There you go. <laughs> nice. Boom. Um, I always like too the the Red River rivalry where they put the the golden hat on, the golden cowboy hat. Mm-hmm. That's kind of a, a cool trophy couple more uh minnesota wisconsin they play for the paul bunyan axe it's always fun to see the players run for that after the game whoever whichever team wins uh arkansas lsu they got the golden boot and it's shaped like the states arkansas and louisiana looks like a golden boot it's a quality trophy and then finally the other favorite one is iowa and minnesota play for floyd of rosedale trophy it's just a pig and they used to play for like a, they used to wager like a live pig, but now of course they don't, they don't do that, but uh, <laughs> that's a good one. Um, then we've got, actually there's a couple of wagon wheels too, like Akron and Kent and BYU, Utah State. So I always like seeing them go for that. But then as far as the weirdest, we've got the Civil War. I did not know this until now. They play for a trophy that it's a platypus trophy. Yeah. I did not know that. It's got characteristics of a duck and a beaver, and it's it's not exactly the most uh, eye-appealing trophy there is. <laughs> no. Uh, that one is really, really weird. Yeah, there's. I'm. this is one of my weaknesses, though, is like if you quizzed me on rivalry trophies, I would fail so hard. Like, I just, yeah. I don't know why. It's just, I guess. Paul Bunyan Axe, I could have come up with that one. Uh, yeah. But, no, nah, not a whole lot. There's a lot of there's a lot of them out there. There are. Nebraska just doesn't really. I mean, they have the one with Iowa now. I don't even know what that is. The, the Heroes of, Trophy. The, yeah, the, the Heroes, Heroes Trophy, trophy yeah. right? 
Yeah. Well, no, the bits well, of broken guess, chair. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Minnesota. Uh, okay. Uh, final question from Todd for all of us. What is your favorite lunch meat? Um, I mean, just beef. Like roast so beef? Like or a hamburger? No. Or? It could be on... It could be a hamburger. You can't just say beef. Beef's not a lunch meat. Like maybe roast beef, like Trey said, but. Mm, I'm going to go beef. (laughs) (laughs) He's doubling down. All right. (laughs) Wow. Hamburger. I've always been more like, more leaning. I like ham. I'm a a ham guy. I do. I like ham itself better than, than turkey, but. Yeah. Uh, but I feel like turkey sandwiches are usually better because you can pair the turkey with avocado, which I really like. So yeah. I might go with turkey. If pastrami qualifies as yeah. a lunch meat, yeah, why not? Okay, I'm I'm, I'm actually going to say pastrami then. My favorite wow. sandwich, pastrami, coleslaw, and Russian dressing. Where do you get that? Well, we've talked about it on the show. And I went with Ryan a couple months ago. Mm-hmm. What, uh, it's called uh, Capriati's. Oh yes, yeah. Give it, give. Okay, I'll take an Arby's roast beef sandwich, please. No, you that's already not, said beef, Ryan. Huh? But like Ryan, what would you get at Subway? Uh, I don't know, <laughs> diarrhea or something. <laughs> oh, oh, oh my god! Wow. Shots fired well, at Subway. True. I don't know. I'd I'd probably get turkey. I guess. Okay, I'd, there you go. All yeah, with with All bacon. Right. Sounds good. Uh, okay, a couple more things here before we end the show. Speaking of, of Rutgers, Todd definitely would encourage everyone to visit his website. It's deepcutsvinylnj.storeenvy.com. And this is another thing that would make a, a great Father's Day gift. So he's got tons of stickers on there for both college and professional football. He's got all sorts of color and size options on those. You can perfect for putting on cars, coolers, laptops, whatever. And he's got uh, some college football shirts as well. And if you don't see what you want on there, you can contact him on the website and he can he can try to make it for you. Uh, and we have a special promo code for 20% off your purchase, CFB Bros 20. So that's again uh deepcutsvinylnj.storeenvy.com, promo code CFB Bros 20. And I'm gonna put a link to that as well as um uh my front page story in uh, the description of the podcast. So encourage you to to check out both of those i ordered a shirt from him there you go he does a quality coastal stuff carolina shirt coastal carolina shirt should, should be coming anytime now yeah excellent uh another shout out one last shout out here to uh to kenny from the prospects 101 podcast i was listening to that last week and he mentioned us and he said uh he he asked if usc was back he directed that question to us well, to me particularly, but I'll let you guys answer as well. So just given they were talking about recruiting, they were talking about uh, USC's great start to the recruiting class. So yeah, is USC back, guys? On the recruiting front, they are. Um, and they should be pretty good on the field this year as well with Keaton Slovis and a bunch of returning production. Um, I'm a reluctant to say they're just totally back because, you know, Clay Helton's still the head coach, um, which is just, I feel like it's got to hold you back at least a little bit. Um, but at least the things are going in the right, right direction. And if for whatever reason doesn't work out right this year, maybe Clay Helton. Yeah, that could very easily um, happen. <laughs> um, there's talent coming. There's the next guy won't be completely empty handed. So 
It's uh then there I look I saw they might land the number one overall player too. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a tight race, but it's USC seems to be have a lead for him. Yeah, I'm not gonna say they're back, but I agree hundred percent with Ryan. Like they seem back on the recruiting front, and that's what you'd want as an SC fan. So yeah. they won't be far away from uh returning to glory regardless of what happens this year if they start to pull in that talent. Yeah, because if you would have asked me like on signing day back in February what I thought about USC's chances for the next few years, I just, I would have thought dark days, really dark days were coming because the past two, well, obviously this recruiting class that just finished 50th or whatever. Now it was a very small class, but still it was not up to USC standards at all. The previous class was, I think 19th. So all 1920-ish. Yeah. And so also not great. I'm not sure if that included Chris Steele and uh, Brew McCoy who, you know, transferred to. I don't think it did. Yeah, it might not have. So that class actually was decent, but not again, not like the classic top five, top 10 USC class. So yeah, I thought those classes were really going to hurt us moving forward and they still will hurt us, but at least it doesn't look like we're headed towards another class ranked in the fifties. So kind of stemming the bleeding a little bit. Be top 10, top, you know, it could class this year could easily be top 10. Yeah. It's looking, looking, looking that way. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, that'll do it for the college football bros podcast thanks everyone for listening and we will talk to you next week you've been listening to the college football bros if you have any questions for the next podcast email them to collegefootballbros at gmail.com to keep up with the brothers on social media like them on facebook at college football bros follow them on instagram at college football bros and for their commentary on saturdays Follow them on Twitter at CFB Bros. Thanks for listening.